Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real-life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Today, all the way from Pennsylvania, we've got Kathleen Monet. We've been trying to schedule this in for so long, so we're both so excited to finally have this conversation. So Kathleen is a health coach, and she shows people how to restore energy, confidence, and step into their power, and apparently a side effect is weight loss. Um, And so I'm excited about this, because I always talk to the person that I need to hear from the most. I don't know why that is, but I've been like stressing out, working too much, forcing burnout, not doing the health stuff that I know, like I know it, right, underpins everything that I do to make me sustain my power. So I'm excited about this. So so give the listeners a bit of context just about your business or what are you passionate about at the moment? Yeah, so I am uh, super excited to be here with you also. I'm glad that we finally could connect. Um, so yeah, I am super passionate about mind, body, and spirit connection. Um, I, I believe, and it's scientifically shown also, that everything is connected. Um, so I am passionate about nutrition, um, about self-care, self-love, and uh, just really using that as a platform to build off of. Because if we don't have that balance with ourselves and with food and with nourishment and um, just self-care overall, then we can't build off of that. And we're just kind of building off of something that's empty. Uh, So I am super passionate about finding ways for people to balance a healthy lifestyle with their busy lifestyle. Um, And then they find ultimately that they're actually more productive, they're more energized, they come up with better ideas, um, and they learn to love themselves and their careers and their bodies and, you know, um, and throughout, like, implementing uh, healthy things into their lifestyle that, you know, it's it doesn't have to be a, a complete change of a lifestyle. It's just little implementations here and there, and once you see the benefits, uh, you actually are more powerful in every area of your life. So true, but so hard to do, because I really find that when I'm, like, you know, moving forward on one area and it's going so well, then slowly, slowly, like it just kind of goes down in another area where I'm I'm maybe um, using it as an outlet, like eating too much sugar or feeling tired or going, oh, I've got this big high profile work thing, so I'm not going to exercise today. And over quite a short period of time, but at least there's buildup, it can just like make mean the quality of the work that I'm doing begins to suffer. Um, but I always find that one's doing more, like, is it even achievable to have this balance like consistently? I think it's really, I mean, if you look at it from a different perspective that um, we're, we're always trying to achieve some sort of balance and in trying to achieve that, it actually creates uh, more balance because you could be in a situation where you're, um, you know, you're working, 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 you have a deadline to meet and then you just don't do any self-care. Um, but because you might know a little bit about a healthy mindset or a little bit about how foods impact your body or how stretching or yoga might open you up in different ways, uh, you might incorporate some of that. 
So it's like, well, I could be in a place where I'm doing all this work and not doing anything for myself. But as I grow in my business, I grow in self-care. So I don't think that there's like an optimal state where everything's going to be like perfectly, perfectly balanced. But it's just about, you know, holding yourself to the highest version of yourself that you can imagine without losing yourself, really. Because, you know, um, like I said, you could be in a place where you don't know anything about self-care and then you put yourself all in one category of your life. So it's just like implementing it as much as it as much as you can until you find a routine that works for you. And it might look like, hey, I need to take this 15 minutes every single morning before my day starts just to kind of get centered and, and really take that time to put myself first. But no, I don't think that there's like an optimal, like everything is going to be perfectly balanced and like, cause nobody's perfect, no. but it's like, how can we get as close as we can and, and feel healthy at the same time while we're moving forward? But I love what you're saying about trying what works for you. So kind of experimenting with it and interesting when we achieve some kind of balance, often we then have a new challenge in our life a curveball that kind of adjusts it for us. And then we've got to re readdress it and think about how we uh, support ourselves with this new challenge. Um, and exactly. I love the, the mind body connection because I'm in the mental health space and thinking about mindset and all of that, but I'm learning more and more that unless you've got the body sort of backing you up, you're just not going to be able to fully do the mindset stuff. It's got to be a little bit of both. Um, so I feel excited. I feel like I could just talk to you and just use this as health coaching. Right. But I'd love to know a little yeah. bit about your story. Uh, so just give us a little bit of context right back when you were, when you were a child. Um, do you feel like your, your parents maybe, or the education system kind of set you up for what the real world was going to throw at you? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I feel like, like you said, like we're getting hit with curveballs all the time and we have to kind of uh, kind of step outside of, of what we've been told, you know, as we get older and, and learn about like what it takes to actually get through life. Um, because it's different than what we learned in school. I actually have two kids and I was just thinking about this the other day. I'm like, is school really preparing them for life? Like it's my job to prepare them for life at this point because school's teaching them math and social studies and about money. But I mean, it's, it's not really teaching us how to get through life and the ups and the downs and just to constantly be in a place to pull yourself up. So, um, I don't feel like I was really set up for it, but I, um, ultimately like, uh, ultimately I feel like I found my way, like in the, in the time that I was supposed to find my way, if that makes sense. So you can sort of look back and make sense of it now no matter what order yeah. it, it sort of went in. But you're, I mean, what do you think the school system does need to be teaching our kids? Because I've got two kids as well. Just what do you think, just from your own experience? I mean, from, from my, from a nutrition uh, standpoint, I feel like um, they should be teaching kids about uh, what's in foods and how to choose what they eat. But I mean, this is like a loaded topic because I look at the school's menus where my kids go to school and there's like, chemicals and, and GMOs and all this stuff. And it's like, why are they feeding these, these like young, brilliant, untrained minds, these foods that can like, uh, literally give them a chemical imbalance. Um, and I, I feel like there should be more knowledge and I feel like it's even like far-fetched to say that I don't know when there'll be a day where 
where they are doing that, but I feel like they should know about what's in the foods that they're eating and how it uh, contributes to their chemical makeup and their mood um, and even their focus. And I also think that they should be taught about like how to build a business because not everyone's meant to work for somebody else. I think they should know, they should like be teaching kids about entrepreneurship uh, to an extent. Like if you want to do something, then you can do it. I think they should be teaching them more empowering things about creating whatever it is that they want to create in this world. I mean, everybody has a purpose and um, it took me a while to realize that I could step out of the shell of working a nine to five job and create something that I love. So I think that there should be some sort of uh, empowerment, teaching and uh, creativity and just really creating whatever it is that you want in the world and that you can make money in doing that. Like you can make money in whatever you're passionate about. Um, And that's where I feel like the most when I went to school, like no one taught me that it was like, go to college, uh, get a degree and then work for somebody else. And, And I feel like. Uh, part of me feels like I kind of wasted time doing that because it was something that I wasn't passionate about. But I mean, ultimately I found where I want to be, but I definitely feel like there should be more open. It should be more open. Like it shouldn't just be like black and white, go to college, do this, yeah. go to the school, get a degree, yeah. get a job. I think that, that people should, uh, should implement more creativity and um, let the kids know that um, there's possibility outside of that. Well, it's adapting to a new world, right? Where technology is here, where you can build a business from your living room, where you can create in a completely different way. So, so profound actually hearing you just to think about nutrition, entrepreneurship, and purpose. Imagine if you did some of the coachy purpose stuff, like right from a young age to kind of help kids be on their quest to finding their purpose rather than to finding, you know, the sensible job that will make them the most money traditionally, which isn't necessarily the most secure now anyways, right? Because people don't stay in jobs as they, as they used to. Right. Oh my goodness. So um, on the theme of of adversity, right? So we're talking about just the ups and downs of life and and maybe not going down the the, the path that maybe was set out for us, that usual path. When I, th- when I bring up the topic of adversity or even rock bottom or crash points, can you identify anything within your life that, that sort of matches those statements? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I actually use this as a building point at this point in my life. Um, so uh, I definitely, a lot of my health coaching, when I, when I kind of turned the corner of my life, um, I actually was in, a, um, I was in an abusive relationship with my ex fiance and, um, this was about like four or five years ago. And, um, I really had found myself putting myself last for every single thing. Like I totally was devoted to this other person and it kind of came from the belief that, Hey, I should be married now. I should be in a relationship because all my friends are doing that. Should, should, should. Yeah. And I, I felt like pressured because I was in this relationship and I was in love, but it just like, I couldn't leave once it turned sour and I felt like I was already invested. So I stayed and I tried to change this person and I tried to, uh, live up to their expectations and just really put this person like on a pedestal. And it was like, everything I did was for them. Um, and I, in, like in turn, I put myself last. And I started to gain weight 
and I started to really experience depression um, in a way that I, I never have before, probably to my lowest point where I, I wanted to give up. Um, and I, I just didn't find, I didn't feel that there was a reason for me to be here uh, if my life was going to be like this. And, and I really feel like that was my lowest point where I was just like, what the heck is going on? Because this is not, I feel like this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but interesting um, that the slow uh, sort of decline into that. So it's not a one day to, to the next. Um, can, I, can I ask what kind of uh, abuse you were experiencing in this relationship? It was verbal. Yeah, it was verbal. And it was actually like I now that I look back, there was definitely red flags at the beginning. Okay. Um, just like no matter your inner voice tells you that you're a certain thing. But it's like when someone else that you're with every single day is telling is like putting you down in that way. And every time you try to step up, it's like they knock you back three, four, five, ten steps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it just definitely, definitely plays with your mind. Um, and I've, I've actually heard that it's, it's more, um, it's more detrimental, the verbal abuse than actual physical. I mean, not to say anything about the other end, but I think they both are, but I've only experienced one side. But yeah, the slow drip, drip effect of that, um, emotional abuse, verbal abuse leading to like, it sounds like it impacted your own self-belief. So that you felt yeah. like you perhaps were worthless or, or all of those things that you were hearing. And it began to affect both your mental health, depression symptoms, but then also mm -hmm. your physical health. Because you're, you're, yeah. you're eating unhealthy or you're not valuing your, your body and your mind. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. It, it does seem like a drip effect because like in the beginning it was like little things and I was like I can handle that like I, I'm better than that and, you know and this will probably pass but it was like the deeper that we got involved um the the harsher and, and the more that I would feel the things that he would say to me um and and yeah just ultimately uh putting myself on the back burner you know um I didn't care about what I was eating because like I was just eating to feel better. Yeah. Like I just wanted to feel better, like definitely using food as an, ex as an escape. Um, and, and just whatever escape that I could find. But I gained about like 30 pounds when I was in that relationship. And, um, actually looking back, like when I got out of it, I, I didn't even realize, you know, how healthy I could be once I just started to get on that trip on that track. Um, but yeah, definitely something that crept in over time. Um, and it's interesting because when I left him, I remember still hearing his voice in my head. Wow. Like I would, I left and I just still heard him like Kathleen, you know, this, this and that. And then like telling me the things that he would tell me. And I'm like miles away from this person. And I'm like, what the heck? I didn't even realize that he was just in my head that way. And, and yeah, there's it just, a, it got to the point where his impact. Yeah, it was like his voice became like my internal voice over time. And it was crazy. Interesting. Um, and I guess for if people have parents that are, have a critical voice, like that can really inform their whole viewpoint or what they think is possible for, for their life. So take us back to, so, to that, that lowest point. So you're feeling completely hopeless. What's the point of even going on? 
Um, what happened then? Like, I'm always interested in the, we, we always have these happy endings. You're like this beautiful person with this amazing business, <laughs> helping so many people. Right. And then we're talking about this point of time where you're, you, you, you gain weight, you feel hopeless, this voice is in your head. You haven't left the relationship yet. What were the first little things that you did just to ask for help, understand that there was hope? Like, talk me through that a little bit. Um, so if I take myself back to that place, I, um, I always had some sort of faith in a higher power. Like I always knew that there was something, but I wasn't sure what it was. Sure. And it was seemed that like anytime I would hit rock bottom in whatever way that I thought was rock bottom until I got to this point, um, it just, it kind of, uh, brings you to that place where it's like, okay, well, I have nothing else. I'm going to call on the higher power. Um, and I really just started to get like, I was, it was like, it seemed like I was frustrated every single day. And, um, I had a one-year-old with this man and I, I was also that burden. Like I'm the only one taking care of the baby. I'm working all day long. Like I just felt like there was literally piles and piles of bags that I was carrying around every single day. And it was like, I, I just felt like I had nothing left. Um, and I was frustrated and I remember like, I remember praying and asking for guidance and I was like, what am I supposed to do right now? Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. And I, I guess like in that place, I, I, I asked for help and I didn't know what people to ask for help because at the time my family was, um, they knew what was going on, but they, they also were like, oh, Kathleen's got a good head on her shoulders. You know, she, she'll be okay. Um, and they would give me advice, but I, I've learned that when you're in a situation like this, um, you hear the advice, but you don't take it. You just, you're like, like oh, yeah, yeah, I right. know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and then you don't do anything about it. But it's like those seeds do, those seeds do matter when the person does realize. Like, because I, I did, it was just like little by little, I was hearing what I was supposed to be hearing. But I did come to a point where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was frustrated with myself. And I was like, something has to change. Um, and and eventually I, I got to a point where he came home late one night and I had already had my bags packed and I waited for him to go to sleep. And I just took my son and we left. And I just, I, I was just fed up with everything. And I didn't know what, where I was going to be led to or anything. Like, I just didn't know, but I knew that I had to leave. And I knew that whatever sense of faith that I had, like I just had to follow that because if I didn't, it was just going to lead to self-destruction. You could sort of see the path that it would take you on. At that point, when you would packed your bags and all of that, had you spoken to family at that point or told people, you, you know, asked actual people for help or that you realized you needed to get out? Yeah, well, I, I, did, I did talk to um, some people about what was going on. Um, but I never told anyone that I was leaving. And I remember even calling like certain hotlines, like I was reaching out, but I, but then when people would give me help, like I wouldn't take it. So I was like, was? and I, why do, you uh -huh. think that, why do you think that was that the help was that even there, but you, you weren't in the place where you could take it? Yeah, I, I don't think I was mentally ready yet. Like, I think a part of me was, and I remember even, like, being very active on Facebook, and I would, like, post, like, sarcastic stuff, like, and I was, now that I look back, I was like, that was a cry for help. Like, I would post things and, and hope to get certain responses, just because I was like, I need, I wanted some sort of attention or, like, fulfillment that I wasn't getting in this relationship, or even from myself or my, my child at the time. 
Um, but yeah, I just, I wasn't in a place. I think I wanted to know that, that there was a possibility outside of what I was going through, but I wasn't ready to like take the leap yet. So I was like curious, but I'm going to make a couple phone calls and ask for help. And, but I'm not ready to like all the yeah. way jump in yet. It's like you're testing it and, and seeing if you can be brave enough or mentally ready. Um, yeah. So do you think it had to get as bad as it did? in order to allow you to build your character, to, to build your resilience, to take the steps necessary to kind of move into the life that you now have? Um, I think that, um, I think that, I think, yeah. Um, I think that every person, if, if, uh, if tested, if looking at it as like a test and that they're tested in the right way, um, I think that every person's going to have their rock bottom in the way that's meant for them to realize that that's their building point. Um, cause I, I, I am like a hopeless romantic. Like I, I love relationships. I love my kids. I actually have, I have two boys. Um, but I wasn't valuing me as a person. And if I'm going to find the person that I am my soulmate, then I am not going to be able to be with that person if I don't value who I am and I don't, I don't actually like love myself. Cause how could someone else love me to the extent that I love them if I, if I don't love myself at all. And I think that when I was in this situation, it was a reflection of how much I, I didn't love myself and maybe I just didn't know yet. And, um, I was just on a, looking back, I wasn't really on the best path of relationships anyway. Um, and then it was just like, seemed to be getting like worse and worse and worse. And then this was like the worst one. And, and since then I have not had anything like that. Um, but I think it broke me down in a way that was powerful. Mm. Um, but also a way that I could rebuild myself because this is the message that I want to bring to other women or other people that possibly in a relationship or, uh, struggling with depression. And they think that there's no way out cause I've been there. And, and that, that is so dear to my heart to be able to express that to other people because it's like, I know what it's like to be in it and you're deep in it and you can't see a way out. Um, but I, I just, I, I want to give hope to those people that, that uh, think that there is nothing on the other side. Do you, do you think we need to be on our own in order to figure that out? Like how to love ourselves and to become strong enough so that when we're in relationship, we can be sort of equal partners and, and love in similar ways? Um, I think that it, that it, like we all should have some sort of alone time, not like forever or years, but I think some people are just naturally balanced in that way. Like I've met some people that they're okay in a relationship. They're okay out of a relationship. Like I think if we're taught at a young age, um, you know, the power of self care and the power of loving yourself and just taught like these, these little things. Like I, I tell my kids every night we go through things that they um, love about themselves, like just to appreciate ourselves from a young age, I think would just instill that a little bit more so that when we realize we're in a situation where I shouldn't be talked to this way, I shouldn't be treated this way. We actually feel powerful enough to leave and not try to fix somebody or change somebody for their own fulfillment because they're already be fulfilled. So it's like self-respect for us. So yeah. if we have self-respect, then we have boundaries around what's okay and what isn't okay around us. 
Yeah, yeah. Self-respect, self-care, self-love, and just knowing that you're you're not always responsible for for fixing somebody else. They're and I'm sure like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that like comes you know at, at, in childhood at times. You know, we feel like we should fix other people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think like implementing things like that at a, at a young age, or even as we get older, just those practices, like we don't talk enough about how much we love the things about ourselves. Like we go into these conversations with people and it's like, oh, my life's worse. (laughs) Like, oh, this is happening. That's happening. Oh, you won't believe about this. And, you know, we need to be speaking on a more empowering level and and just really striving to our highest potential and loving ourselves no matter where we are along the way. So so you've obviously learned all of these a lot of these things and you practiced on yourself and you now teach other people. And so I'm curious, you leave this relationship. You've got a suitcase. You've got your child. Um, How did you slowly like what did you first introduce? Because but, but. in that moment, you're a little bit in fight or flight survival as well. Like you've just got yeah. to figure your life out. Right. And so it's really hard to go, well, let me prioritize having a bath when you're like, where am I going to live? Right. And <laughs> that kind of self-care stuff. So what were the little steps that led you into the, you know, the path that you're on now? What kind of, like, what does that mean? Um, so I started, I, first of all, I started to ask myself questions um, and really like myself or whoever was listening, like the higher power. And I was like, you know, tell me what I'm supposed to be doing here. Cause clearly I have no idea. Like, look at my life. Like yeah. clearly I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just started like every day I was like, what the heck is going on? What, what am I supposed to be doing with myself? Um, and I started to try to find ways to help myself. See, I, I always believed in natural healing, like from a, a food and and body standpoint, like I believe that we can eat our way to health and healing and um, all these different modalities and acupuncture, massage therapy, but I never knew about the mind. Mm. I never knew that like there was healing properties that needed to happen with that too. So I started looking into books about um, like just rebuilding myself mentally because I because I started to hear his voice and I was like, how do I you know feel better about myself yeah. mentally? Yeah. So I started reading books, um, and one of my favorites is uh, is a book by Esther Hicks, um, and she it just gave me a totally different perspective on my life. Like so, it allowed like reading some outside information. So it's like all the information that I had had up until that point in my life was you know information that I was just taking in, but not by choice. So I chose to step outside of what I thought that I knew and grab a different perspective. And that's what uh, this book had ultimately taught me was that that life is a journey and everything happens for a reason um, and that this is a this is a growing time. And and we receive different things along our our quest or our path in life in order to help us reach our highest potential, which I'm like well, what the heck, like, how am I going to get there from here? Yeah. But just having a new perspective on everything that was going on, it was really empowering for me to look at it differently. Like instead of being consuming, consumed in it, feel like maybe, oh, I have all this bad luck. You know, why are all these horrible things happening to me? It's like, well, how do I now this me reading outside information gave me a place of stepping in outside of my situation and more so into my power where I felt like I was empowered to make different choices and different changes. So I started reading different books um, and I started eating healthier. I knew I wanted to have more energy. 
So I started uh, making smoothies and shakes every single day and um, eventually led to a plant-based diet. And I started to feel better with the foods that I was eating um, and with these practices that I was doing from these books that I was reading. Um, and, and it just kind of kept going up and up and up from there. So you're making some changes on your physical health. You're doing some mindset stuff. How did that begin to impact maybe your career path or your role as a mother or like who you showed up as in life? So I feel like um, it definitely impacted me as a mom because I'm like, I have to teach my kids this stuff. Like, I'm like, I never want them to be where I was, but I know that they're going to go through their own stuff, but I want them to be in a place where they understand that they still have power. Like no matter where you are, no matter how low it is, you still have power. There's, you've never really lost everything. Um, so it definitely affected me in a way where I am doing certain things with my kids to try to instill that as much as I can. And then, um, it was like, I just started feeling so good that I'm like, I want the world to know about this. Like, I want everybody to feel as good as I do, um, uh, in a healthy way. So I, I started to dive into nutrition and look into different programs where I could teach people about nutrition. Um, and eventually that led to me health coaching. So, um, and I, I felt like health coaching was like the full package. Like it's teaching people and, and coaching people, um, with the mental, with the mindset, with how to eat right. And with, you know, higher power. And it was like all these things that I had went through ultimately, I'm like, I found this package and I'm like, is this it? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. But it, it just seemed like because I was at such a low point and I found a way to step out of it, like little by little, um, I just want other people to be able to do the same. And I want them to never lose hope that they have to feel or be a certain way, that there's always a step up that they can take and, um, you know, in a way that'll make them feel better. So then what are the, so you've obviously built this business and um, as we said, balance is never perfect, right? But you, you know what the building blocks are uh, to, to lead a healthier life and to live your purpose and all the rest of it. Um, what, do you, what are the practices that you have in your life at the moment that help sustain your balance? So um, I do meditation. Um, that was actually another thing that started doing um right when you were asking uh the things that I started to do to kind of bring myself out of it I was meditating a lot wow. um and that was really really powerful for me um I actually feel like I, I might have had like a spiritual awakening during one of my meditations um but I, I do meditate every day I do yoga a couple couple days a week and even go to the gym a couple days a week um so those are some of my practices and just I mean, eating healthy kind of comes naturally to me now because I, I like the food, like my, my whole taste buds and everything has completely changed. And I, I love the food that I eat. So, um, that's a really interesting yeah, just, point though, for the people that are like, Oh, sugar or have habits around unhealthy food. And then when you start plant-based, there's this sense of missing something or this sense of like your taste buds haven't quite adjusted. So you're like, oh, I'm yeah. not having meat or, oh, I'm like, I miss that thing, that, that ice cream on a Friday night or whatever, um, <laughs> right? But then what, what I think you're saying is like slowly with habit change and as you put more kind of education, mindset, and, and I guess work into finding good recipes and learning about different ways of eating, 
slowly your body like adapts as well, doesn't it? And so that's your normal. I bet if you had like a Mars bar right now, you'd be like, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it has become my normal. And um, but when you when you get more in tune, because ultimately you're your best health expert, like you are, you know what your body needs. And when you're in tune with that, um, you know, we're going to be getting older every single year and every single year we might need something a little bit different. Our hormones might change or, you know, this might be off. But when you're in tune with that, you know what kind of shifts to make. And I know like I have the biggest sweet tooth ever. Like I, I love chocolate, but I used to like love chocolate to the point where I eat like a whole um, thing of Oreos where now it's like, I'm okay with like one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everything, everything in moderation. But yeah, once you start to implement these little changes, your taste buds actually come alive in a way that you maybe never experienced before. Um, and we actually do like the foods that are plant-based. It's just that we've been like, you know, from day one, it's like burgers and cakes and, and sugar and popsicles, like from, from being a child. Like I remember having Kool-Aid every single day when I was little and like, I don't never buy Kool-Aid ever. And it's like, I've been fed sugar water from day one. Like, of yeah. course my taste buds are going to crave that all my life. Unless I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to try something else. So yeah, we just kind of adapt to whatever we've been giving until we decide to make a change. Absolutely. And, and habit change takes time and there's so much neuroscience behind it as well. Now, um, what are the biggest challenges or adversities that you you're facing now? Um, right now, I think, um, really like, it's not even that, I feel like it's not even a big deal, like compared to all the other stuff we talked about, but it's like just really staying, um, staying consistent with myself. Like I'm on a, I'm on a path of like really building my business and building the consistency to which I put content out and, um, and, uh, have different cleanse programs and things like that going on. So it's like, I feel like it's like not even a big deal compared to like some things that other people are going through, but yeah, I'm, I, but I'm like, I'm happy to have this adversity compared to what it could have been so long ago. So right now I'm really, really focused on building my business and being the best mom that I can. So it just seems like little daily adversities, um, that come up where it might be like something with my kid's schedule or something like that. Um, my, my, my six-year-old has severe ADHD, so, um, we never know what to expect with his emotions. Like he could be all the way up here about not being able to tie his shoe the right way or everything could just flow smoothly. So it just seems to be like little stuff here and there, um, and my own consistency, but, um, I feel like I have built so much on my like personal self level that, I use those tools. Like I use meditation and yoga and stretching and then centering myself when it comes to, to like the adversities now that I experience. Cool. Um, and uh, if people want to find you or work with you, where can they find you? So my website is www.getvibrantlyhealthy.com. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry. Yes. I got excited about that. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's called vibrantly healthy, but the website is get vibrantly healthy. Um, I'm also on Instagram a lot, Kathleen Monet. 
um, and Facebook as well. So I, I, I live the lifestyle. I post motivational things about food, about life, about mindset. So I'm, I'm open to connecting in any way. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. We'll add all that into into the show notes. Um, and, and finally, what advice would you give to a, like a woman, so someone that might be experiencing right now things that you experience? So whether it's emotional, verbal, or physical abuse within a relationship, Maybe they're in the early red flag stage or maybe something has just started and and often we get the shame experience where we just hope it was a blip and we don't want to tell anyone um, about that. Like in in hindsight, what can somebody do? What would your advice be to them? Um, My advice would be the first step to like making any change is to just take a step out of it mentally as best as you can. Like look at your life as if it were a story. So instead of being in it and in the argument and in the heat of everything, do your best to take a step outside of it and just see what's going on because then you you give yourself a different perspective. So just taking a step out of it and realizing that you have a choice and like, it might seem like the smallest advice ever, but it's, it can be like the most powerful advice ever because it's not like I would ask someone that was in the situation similar to mine, like, Hey, you need to leave now, even though that's what I want them to do. If they're not ready yet mentally, I know they're not going to listen, but they might get curious about taking a step outside of their situation and just get curious about what's really going on here and to, um, get curious about what choices might I have. Um, and if we look back on other parts of their life where maybe they did get through something that they didn't think that they would get through, was there always a choice there? I mean, could there have been always a possibility of something else? So I would just invite them to really get curious about um, what it looks like from the outside in and, and what choice might look like for them. Yeah, and just if you, I love how you detached it a bit so it's a, it's a story and you could be a different character kind of looking at this story. So you just shift perspectives a bit and it can just begin, I think, what you're saying is get you thinking in a different way. And then when the time is right or when you feel mentally strong enough or when you've put other self-love things in place, at that point, uh, ask for help, connect to somebody and do the thing that feels right for you, whatever that might be. Yeah, yeah, because it'll give you it it gives you like a sense of power because it's like ultimately when we're in that situation, we feel powerless. But when I look at my life from a different place and it's not me and I'm looking, well, maybe like then I might feel my power back and I might feel the power of choice. But if I'm in it, like I, I like feel like I have no power, Absolutely. nothing. And then you feel hopeless and then you go for the sugar and then you spiral down or the alcohol or the drugs or whatever it might be to to avoid and kind of punish yourself in a way of, of sort of self-harm. Uh, and then it feels even worse. Um, so yeah. take a step back. Uh, kind of get a different perspective on it and talk to a friend when you're ready and, and, you know, connect to your power and you'll know what to do. Thank you so much, Kathleen. I feel like I've learned so much. Thanks for your, your vulnerability. Uh, and also my, the reminders about balance and health. I needed those today. Appreciate your time <laughs> so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate everything, all the questions and, um, everything that we've connected on. So thank you so much. Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Please do subscribe and review on iTunes. Every comment makes a difference. We really appreciate hearing from you. Uh, And please do get in touch through PetraBelzebor.com if you're interested. 
in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.